Welcome everybody to another episode of League One on the Rocks. My name is Rich. You can find me on Twitter at I'm Rich, but I'm not joined as always by co-host extraordinaire. You can find him on Twitter, Brian uh, at Mediocre Ace. How you doing, man? I'm doing really good. As a, a Union Omaha supporter today, it's been a it's been a crazy one. That's for sure. It has been a crazy day for for Union Omaha fans. That's for sure. I love when we have the special guests on the show because when we first welcomed them into the backstage area of the uh, the the digital program here, uh, we always have these fun conversations before we get going, and then we realize, oh crap, we we haven't even hit record yet. So we've already started having fun. We've had almost fifteen minutes of conversations backstage. We're going to carry that over to this episode here and now. Uh, joining us tonight is Northern Colorado's head coach and technical director, Eamon Zayed. How are you, man? I am Grace. I am Grace. It's been a long time coming. I think I was meant to jump on this podcast. Uh, I think it was in the lead up to the playoffs or probably before the, the season even ended. So uh, it didn't happen then. So I was delighted to, to finally get on and, and discuss whatever you throw at me. New season, last season, player signings, all that kind of stuff. So look, delighted to be uh on, on the podcast and excited for uh, the questions and the discussion. Awesome. Well, we have a ton of stuff to get to tonight. Before we do, as we always do, and we've missed a, the past couple episodes, uh, what are you all drinking tonight? Oh, do you want me to start? I'm, I'm yeah, coach, go ahead. As, as, as boring as can be, um, not too adventurous tonight. I do actually have a big uh, Irish whiskey collection beside me that I do like to sip on um, a lot, especially when times get a little bit stressful um during the season um after a loss but tonight it's just uh it's irish tea it's just plain old irish tea uh okay. yeah irish breakfast tea that's the Very good nice. stuff i have that every morning so yeah yeah all right brian what you got uh i have I'm finally cracking into uh you spotted cow that you brought for me before yeah. you before you went down to Tormenta. So uh, <laughs> that's been sitting in my garage fridge for for a little bit. So it's cracking it's into it's it. Cow, Wisconsin is that Madison up towards that way? It right? is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first, yeah. The first time I had it was I think it was last year, or the year before when we were. Um, I think it would be after a game. Somebody introduced me to that spotted cow. It was actually good stuff. Yeah, it yeah, is. It's not bad at all. They have it at uh, Bree Stevens Field, so next time you uh, you play away to Madison, you should uh, get somebody to sneak a beverage for you. Absolutely, if they if they'll allow me after the game, depending on the result, we'll see. <laughs> I am going with Glen Dronach twelve tonight. Oh, that that looks good. Yeah, I don't have any fancy glass to put it into. I'm just drinking it out of a simple coffee mug, but. Whatever, I'm still. Yeah, I, I actually it. thought you were going to say you're drinking it out of the bottle, and I was going to say fair play. <laughs> well let me jump into our outline here um so you have an extensive background playing all over the world um you've played mostly like a bunch of clubs there in the uk but then you went straight from northern ireland to iran how did you make that transition um so when was that? So at the end of 2011, um, I probably had my um, individual standout year in Ireland. Um, I, I got voted player of the year, players player of the year, and got the Golden Boot Award. And on the back of that, I had a bit of interest from uh, various clubs in, in various different countries. Um, I remember, I think it was our season finished, similar to USL League One, our season finished uh, November time of, of 2011. And straight after the season, I got a, a Facebook message, believe it or not, from a random agent. Um, his profile picture wasn't even uh, him. And uh, basically asked me what I like to go to. Um, I'm going to try and keep this story short because sometimes I, I go on. But he asked me if I'd like to go to Brunei um, over in the Borneo Island um, for a, a week's trial. So I said, I kind of... I, I wasn't sure if he's bluffing or not. I called his bluff and said, "All right, well, send me send me the um the the, the flight ticket and I'll go." And next thing, I get the flight ticket and seem seems legit enough. So jump on a flight to Brunei. Um, there was actually an Irish player playing over there for the same team. The Prince of Brunei owned this team, so I was over there for the week. Uh, listen, I'm not going to go into it because that's another story. Uh, didn't enjoy it. Um, went back to Ireland and uh, still didn't know the agent, but listen, he had. Got me over to Brunei for the week and, you know, transportation, flights, accommodation, all that kind of stuff was legit and it was looked after. So he then asked me what I like to go to Iran. And initially I was like, Iran, I, I you know, 
all I know about Iran is what I see in and obviously the social media and the news and it's never really good if we're being honest um so initially I, I didn't even think twice about it and three weeks later he asked me again and it was at that point where I um rang the it was an Irish embassy over in Iran I rang them and I said listen first and foremost what's the country like and they said listen Eamon forget what you read you, you you listen to you watch it's it's a, a safe country they love 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 their soccer over there um the team that you'll be playing for is the biggest team in Iran so uh, all that kind of stuff you'll you'll enjoy um you know the side of it that you might see in the news is is it's not uh, it's not daily life it's that's just the government decide um so uh that kind of put my my, my mind at ease and flew over uh christmas a few days before christmas eve signed a contract and and that was that it was only a short-term deal so it wasn't too scary because i knew it was only going to be for the six months and uh financially it was listen it was lucrative at the time and uh yeah probably one of the best decisions i ever made because i absolutely love my time over in iran really did um you know and, and again I'll, I'll attest the people are lovely um they really are i mean they are soccer obsessed um playing in front of packed out stadiums um you know, you're, you're going around like you are going. Around. It was surreal to me. Like I had played for clubs, but none that would recognise you everywhere you go. Um, but this playing for Paris Palace over in Iran, that's that's how it was like. So uh, I loved it. The football was great. Um, you know, fans are great. Stadiums are great. I got to experience a different culture, a culture that not many people would probably go over and experience. So um, yeah, I think um, it definitely helped. Um, I mean, I definitely enjoyed it, and I think. You know, I love love going into different cultures and um, different football, soccer philosophies and learning all of different coaches and how they approach the game. Um, so it was great. Yeah, I loved it. You loved it and they treated you well. Mm. But did the media ever hail you as most handsome like you just were? Do you know what? That is... Probably one of the best awards I've got recently. Um, I mean, it was. It's definitely. I feel like it's. It's definitely better than the, the coach of the month awards last year. Um, <laughs> being voted the most handsome. Um, I will accept that gladly and happily. Um, don't know who did it. Um, I don't know if it was you know him, his wife, a mixture of people. I'm not quite sure, but I'll take it. Um, because listen, there's some. Listen, there's some. There's some handsome coaches in. Uh, in USL League One, so um, yeah. I'll happily accept it. Yeah. So shout out to Luke Martin who uh, did that write up. If you have not gone to check that out, go to Stormwatch Nine One Two Blogspot. Uh, he's got it up there, and he has the the rankings in his latest article. Now, if you were to think of the coaches in League One, mm -hmm. who are you proudest to have beaten in that list? <laughs> um. You know, I don't want to, it's hard to pinpoint anybody, right? But, um, do you know what, uh, a coach that I actually get on with, um, I, I look, I get on with other coaches, but one that I'd probably get on a lot with um, is Matt over in Madison. Uh, listen, he's a good-looking bloke. He's like that kind of uh, Jason, what's his name? The, the, the Aquaman, I don't know his second name. Oh, Momoa. That's it. He's like that kind of mold. Um, so uh, listen, he's about six foot seven. Matt is so um, it, uh, delighted to 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 get one over on Matt. Um, you know, John Harks would have been up there, but he stepped away. To be fair to him, uh, probably would have been up there. So um, yeah, I'd, I'd say Matt. Delighted to beat Matt now because I'll see him. I'll see him soon, and and I'll definitely bring it up. That's cool. Well, you won the hearts of people in Iran. You won the hearts of League One uh bloggers and you've also won the heart of your fiance congratulations on getting engaged january 1st thank you very much i appreciate it she i told her i was coming on the podcast and she wanted me to bring it up um but i'm actually happy that you guys brought it up and i didn't have to um <laughs> no nah, look we've been together over three and a half years uh shanna she's i'm lucky to have her so uh delighted that um got down on one knee uh start the year right she said yes and and now we have we have a wedding to plan, um, so looking forward to it. That's cool. I saw the the pictures that you posted on Instagram, and um, the the place you did it was back in Ireland, and that's mm. just you know, a picturesque area to do it, like just absolutely perfect place. So kudos to you for picking that place. Yeah, Periscore, it's it's up the road. It, it means a lot to me, and and uh, yeah, it's actually me and my mom's favorite place. But randomly, we like to go up there when I'm back, and 
um, grab a bit of lunch and go for a walk. The gardens, they like the bot botanical gardens, they're beautiful. So it was a, it was the perfect spot. Nice. Well, I'm hogging a bunch of the questions. I'm going to throw it over to Brian so he can get some in too. No, yeah, you're totally good. Um, so talking just a little bit going back to uh, your time in Iran. Um, so you were known and named as quote, Mr. Hat Trick while playing for the club back in 2012. You scored a hat trick in the last 10 minutes of your first match to win it for the club down a man. Talk a little bit about uh, if you went back today, do you think they would remember you as Mr. Hattrick? Um, they, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, listen, um, we were, I was over in, um, Italy recently. Uh, so after obviously I, I proposed, I went over to Italy with the, the fiance and, uh, <laughs> Somebody recognized me over there, an Iranian supporter. Um, so, uh, and, it, and it, listen, it, it's it, occasionally it, it happens and she always kind of gives me the side eye. Um, actually, before we went back, uh, before I we went back to Ireland, we were down in Denver, actually. And um, some some security guard chased me out of the hotel. And I'm thinking, what did I do? Did I do something wrong? And um he said, "Are you are you aiming?" I said, "Yeah." And he said, "Listen, I, I'm 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 Iranian. I'm a Purse Palace fan. Can I get a picture with you?" And she was kind of just standing beside me, going, "Oh, here we are." You, you know, and that was that was my story for the rest of the week uh, to everybody that I met. So, um, no, like they would, yeah, they 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 do. Like, I mean, I I I get a lot of messages, especially around. Obviously, that game was a derby, a big derby between Purse Palace and Estaglal, and obviously it happens twice a year in the uh, season. So anytime that it happens, um, I, I sometimes, actually the last time it happened uh, oof, a couple of months ago, um, I jumped on um, and did a pre-match interview before the game uh, live on TV. So um, I, I imagine, yeah, some people would remember me. Um, and Mr. Hattrick's not a bad name. I'll take it. <laughs> and speaking of some of the uh, pregame commentary, you did some baseball commentary with, oh, yeah, your assistant coach. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Colin Falvey, yeah. Yes, that's it. Thank you. You two were absolutely hilarious up in the box. Like, how often are we going to be able to get you in those kind of situations again in the future? Listen, I'm glad it went. I mean, people seem to think it went well. I, f I felt like I, we were getting stitched up and we were getting punked because I, you know, I, I listen, the L's obviously that play in, uh, not the Omaha L's, the L's that play here, obviously the baseball team. Um, look, I'll, I'll go and, and, and try to support them the best I can and watch a game. I do not have a clue what's going on. I don't. Um, and it seems like Colin doesn't either, even though he pretends he does. So um, when they asked us kind of spur the moment to do it, I was like, all right, we'll we'll give it a go. Um, but yeah, I, I I'll be honest, I didn't, I don't know what's going on. I don't. I mean, there was a lot of movements from from players that were throwing me off, um, you know. So um, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. They've asked me to potentially, me and Colin to potentially do it again. Um, so we'll see, we'll see. It was fun. Listen, you know, anything like that, we're always up for for a bit of a laugh and a bit of banter, and um, yeah, it was fun. I think my favorite line that you said in it was uh, that one of the umpires looked like a security guard and that you two had had some scraps outside a bar in the past or something like that. It was, it was some notion like that. It was, I just thought it was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, no, it was, yeah, yeah maybe we'll do it again. We'll see. <laughs> well, I know quite a few people who would love to watch that myself included. Um, so taking it back a little bit to uh, your, your playing career, uh, you played at Indy 11 until the 2018 season. Uh, the Charlotte Independence for the 28 season or the 18 season, and Chattanooga Red Wolves for their inaugural season in 2019. So I got to ask you: Is it weird to coach against some of the teams that you used to play for? Um, I'll be playing against uh, Mike at Charlotte. The first year was definitely a bit odd. Um, because as I said, he was he was my coach. Um, so that was a bit odd. Um, playing, yeah, playing, play, yeah, playing against Chattanooga, especially going down there. Um, against uh, Jimmy Ablada, who I mean, he, he, I guess he was my coach in 2020, but I was injured, so I really didn't spend much time on the training field because got a bad back injury, and then it was COVID, so I didn't really have any. Um, I, I didn't play a competitive game for him. Um, 
but again, it was still a bit, uh, yeah, a little bit weird going down and playing there. Um, I mean, I'm definitely used to it by now, but initially, yeah, initially it was a bit strange. Um, but I'll be honest, I also loved it. Like I loved, I loved competing. Uh, I love competing against Mike. Um, I think Mike's a fantastic coach, and he's listen. I I really enjoy playing for him. Um, and uh, yeah, he he always seems to just produce year in year out with Charlotte. Um, so I, I enjoy kind of competing against him. Um, and and the same against uh, Chattanooga, obviously as well. You know, it was a club that you know. I, I'll be honest. I wanted to beat. Um, I always want to beat them. Um, you know, for for different reasons that I don't know if we have time to go into, but um. Yeah, it was enjoyable to play against them, and and uh, yeah, it, it, stepping from playing to coaching, um, it was something that I always had in my mind, probably ever since you said when I came over to the states and played for India Eleven. It was kind of then when I really, really, I was thirty one, thirty two. I finished my UEFA D, UEFA C license, and it was kind of when I went to India Eleven. I was working under Tim Hankinson, um, who obviously passed away. Um, not that long ago, um, fantastic man, fantastic coach, uh, and he was a, a mentor and uh, father figure in a way for me. Um, and he brought me over to the state. So um, when I when I was playing with <clears throat> under him, I was doing my uh, <clears throat> my UEFA B license, and um, I would also I would always speak to him about coaching. Um, and when I left Indy in 2018, and obviously went to Charlotte uh, at the end of that year in Charlotte, um, Tim Hankinson had taken over. Um, USL League One was a brand new league, and it was it was a, we didn't know what to expect. Um, you know, to be honest, in in USL League One, so he he approached me and said, "Listen, will you?" He knew I was doing my UEFA A license, and he thought, "Would you come in and and be a player coach?" And um, I said, "Yeah, I'd love to." Um, and for me, that was my, I guess, opportunity to continue playing because I still wanted to play. I still got that buzz when you when you scored a goal, um, but. Um, I knew that it wasn't going to last forever. So um, I was kind of mentally preparing when I went to Chattanooga to step away from playing into coaching. Um, so, um, yeah, I was I was prepared for it then and um, still felt I wasn't sure when I did step into coaching how I would feel watching it from the sideline because you at times you at times you, you, you feel, I guess, a little bit helpless. Um, you know, there's just chance going across the box. And you're like, oh, I wish I... I was there to kind of put it away or, or whatever the case is. But, um, you know, it was, uh, it's been fantastic. Uh, really, honestly, I've loved every moment of it stepping away um, from playing into coaching. And I do still get that. It's a different type of satisfaction from competing and winning than you did get playing. Um, but it's, it's, I feel like it's still on the same level of satisfaction. Well, that transition into being a head coach has been pretty smooth from our perspective, because even just this season alone, you were coach of the month in May and September, you were a finalist for coach of the year. So when you went into the 2023 season, you said in previous interviews that you had already seen something special in Trevor uh, Amon and Arthur Rogers, and that you were designing your offense to suit their capabilities, their strengths. How did, how did, how are you able to, change so much about the way that your club was operating and what um what kind of opportunities are you trying to open for your players this season with that same kind of mindset um okay so 2023 if we could kind of i won't i won't spend too much long uh going through obviously you know 23 22 but 22 was putting the roster together i felt uh we put a, a really good roster together in 2022 in our inaugural season um and I knew that we had a lot of core players there that were of uh, of a top level. Um, Arthur Rogers being one of them, Irvin Para, Rob Cornwall, Breck Evans. Like there was there's numerous players that I felt were on a, a really high level that could definitely compete in USL League One and, and perhaps play at a higher level. Um, so really happy with what I had in 2022. And um, I'm not a coach to make excuses. This might sound like it is an, an excuse, but um, listen, there was. There was hurdles in that first season. We played in three different home stadiums and didn't have a training facility until July. Um, it was, and then you have a brand new squad. Uh, we had a turnover. A, a, goalkeeper, a goalkeeper coach came in, then he left, and we had to bring in somebody new. So um, there was a lot of hurdles that first year, as any kind of inaugural brand new club um, faces um, when I guess they they first step into the league. Um, so. 
I thought it was an achievement. Um, so we finished obviously seventh. We finished the same amount of points as Charlotte um, in that 2022 season. Um, and I think we were nine points off Richmond, who finished on 51 points. Um, so I knew we weren't miles off it. Um, and I knew we were as good as Tormenta went on. And listen, they won the 2022 championship. But I knew we were as good as them because we had played against them and, and beaten them. Um, and uh, so I knew we were on the right track. Um, and uh, listen, the, the, the uh, I'm going to say it now because it still kind of pisses me off a little bit. Um, you know, the criteria, the differential of most wins in 2022 over goal difference or uh, head to head, um, which is the norm, I guess, um, that really kind of pissed me off in 2022 because I did feel we deserve to be there. Um, but anyway, because um, honestly, that's the difference of, you know, making the playoffs, you feel like, what a first season, fantastic first season to not making the playoffs and it's uh, over most wins or whatever it was. Um, it feels, oh, kind of, you're defeated and deflated. But I knew we had the nucleus going into 2023. So uh, I think we kept 12, 13 players going into that 2023 season um, kept the core group of players because I knew they were good enough. Uh, and we wanted to add strength. We identified areas that we needed to add strength. Um, goalkeeping was one position, um, which we did with Lalo. We needed um, an another fullback, which we did with Lucky O'Para. And obviously Bruno Rendon was really pleasant surprise um, when he came in as well. Um, Enoch Kwakwa in that kind of six role, uh, Jackson Dietrich in that eight role. Um, and then, you know, we added in some really, for me, top quality player. Billy King is, is a phenomenal player. Um, Noah Powder came in later in the season, who was uh, really uh, fantastic for us to, to end the season. So uh, we knew we had quality. And um, yeah, you go into a season, um, I'll be, I, I, I don't know if every coach goes into a season like this, but. I went into the 2023, 2023 season knowing that I had a good team. Um, and how good, you're not quite sure. Because it's USL League 1 and there's such a turnover of players, um, you're never quite sure until you're there in preseason. And then you start the season and then you, you see what, what they're about. Because it's not just the quality of the player, it's the character of the player. And um, when you go away and, and, and when you're tested and you lose games and all this kind of stuff, how they react. Um, and then how they are when they form together as a team in preseason, um, do they gel together and um, and and become that strong team? Um, so I wasn't sure how good we were going to be, um, but I knew we were going to be good and we were going to be one of the better teams. I felt strongly about that. Um, so yeah, it was um, it was it, listen. It was we can talk about twenty twenty three all day long. It was uh, it was it was a good season. I was happy with a lot of it. Um, there was a point in time, probably um, somewhere in the summer, where we had we were catching up in games, um, but we were still kind of near the top of the league, and we are twelve games unbeaten. And there was a point where you know I looked at, at the team, thinking, mm, "Are we are we the best team in the league?" Um, and then we we lost two in a row, um, back to back on the road against North Carolina and Charlotte. Um, and initially, I put it down to we, we were lethargic. We were we were tired. We looked tired in those games. Um, you know, I had no excuses. We just looked tired and we got beat. Um, but then we came home and we played Lexington and we were three one up. And uh, sixty minute, sixty five minutes gone. And I was thinking, all right, well, you know, we needed that three points to kind of get back on track. Um, and I ended up ended up losing the game. Um, Juff had himself a game. And um, listen, he was phenomenal on the night and, and really caused us issues and we lost 4-3 and then we go and play Omaha and we lose I think that was the next game we lost 3-2 and uh, two penalty decisions that listen it is what it is we lost the game and you're four games on, uh, in a row where you've lost I've never lost four games as a, as a player let alone as a coach um, so you're, you're, you're tested and, and it was at that time where again you're thinking well how do we get out of the slump um, when are we going to get out of the slump um, and um and we did, to be fair, the, the guys really pulled through and they were fantastic. After we we got out of that, we went back to the basics of being hard to beat, defensively being strong, being sound uh, at the back. And um, and then we went on another run. But by then it was it was a crazy league. It was too late. Omaha were, what, 14 in a row, which is, I mean, I don't think we'll quite understand that achievement until maybe years to come. I mean, 14 in a row, to win 14 in a row, whatever, unbeaten, 
that's just outrageous. And um, and then we were always kind of there back and forth with North Carolina. And I knew that perhaps that game in Colorado um, when they came to us um, in September might might be the the you know the, the tiebreaker between finishing second and third. Um, and we lost that game two 0 And um, yeah, we were still trying and chasing, but. Um, Look, three phenomenal teams last year. I thought the competition was extremely high. Um, you know, and at the start of 2023, I'll, I'll finish on this. Look, at the start of 2023, we set out a goal. We looked at the league and saw, I think it was North Texas in 2019 that got 56 points. Uh, and we obviously Richmond had got 51 points. Bear in mind, it was two games less in, in 2022. We said, look, 57 points is the goal. Um it's a new record and, and 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 felt fairly confident if we got 57 points, we'd win the league. Um, and then kind of in September, I was thinking, oh, maybe 60 will win the league. Um, <laughs> we got 62 when we finished third. So, um, yeah, it was it was it was outrageous. Um, but, um, yeah, it was uh, it was fun and um, a lot of positives. And we'll bring them into 2024 with the players that were retaining and the players that were um, bringing in. And um, naturally, again, it's USL League One. You're going to lose players. Um, and we've lost some some really, really you know, top players that we're going to have to try and replace. And we'll do a good job of it. Or we'll try to do a good job of it the best we can. Um, and, and we'll give it another go. Yeah. So, I mean, talking about your approach into the 2024 season, you don't have to name names, but are yeah. do you have specific players in mind for a similar level of customization on like uh, Trevor Amon or Arthur or Arthur Rogers? Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, I almost feel like I mean, uh, you know, I'll answer that question. But I remember earlier, maybe it was September, we played Tormenta for the second time, and Ian Cameron made a comment after the game uh, about. We made a comment. I don't know his words, but it was well. We'll see how you are next year when you lose players. Um, you know, because obviously they went through it in in twenty twenty three, and it's difficult. Listen, it's difficult. I mean, I knew we knew we were going to lose Trevor. We knew there was. I had teams. I had loads of teams calling me about Trevor. Loads of teams calling me about Arthur. And listen, teams were calling me about other players as well. Um, so. It, you know, you identify, first and foremost, you look at USL League One and you think, well, who could replace them? Um, is there anybody out there that's shown the potential that could replace them? Um, and and you try to go after them. But listen, I'll be honest, this 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 offseason's been, uh, it's been a little bit different because I think the USL Championship has absolutely rated USL League One. So, you know, in, in previous years, it was maybe the top five players would be really attractive to USL championship clubs. Um, you know, now it's the top kind of the top tier of players and also maybe the, you know, no disrespect to some of the players that have gone to USL championship, but maybe those players that aren't the top at their position, but maybe second, third, fourth best in their position. Um, they're also going to USL championship. So, um, you know, quickly, you know, you draw up the list of, of option A, B, C, and before you know it, A and B are gone. Um, and then you're looking, you're looking at what else is around. You're looking at um, obviously further afield. In 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 we we've obviously looked at Europe and uh, Africa and South America. We've looked everywhere, um, and we continue to look everywhere. And um, and USL Championship, but a lot of it, a lot of it. I'll be honest. You, you know, you speak to the guys, and again, I'm sure every coach will, will say this. You, you know, you, you speak to your your main targets, your option A, B, and C. You, you speak to them as soon as the season finishes because you want to get your interest out there. Um, and if it's USL League One players, um, and you know, you want to go after, you want to make your team from third to first. That's the goal. You know, um, you want to make them better, um, or at least the same. You don't want to, you know, make them worse. Um, and a lot of the players that I spoke to um, initially were like, look, I'll, I, I want to wait until, you know, December time or January time to see, you know, what USL Championship offers come my way. Um, and that's fine. I get it. I'd probably be the same if I was a player. Um, so you just have to kind of wait and see and um, and see what comes your way come, come I guess, December or January. So um, to answer your question, look, it's been... <laughs> How do you replace a, a Trevor who scored twenty eight goals um, altogether? Um, yeah, it's difficult. Um, you know, you'll try and we'll try, um, but it might be a it might be a case of listen. It's not just one player that's going to help score twenty eight goals. It's going to have to be my 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 front 
my front three players, my 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 right side of player, my left side of player, my ten, my nine, they're all going to have to produce more goals. Um, I can't just rely on that one player. Um, you know, it's not my style to. I didn't rely on Trevor last year. That's just the way it went. You know, um, so um, we're going to have to add quality elsewhere um, in, in other positions. And I think we, I feel like we have. Uh, I, I, get, I don't even know how many we've announced. Maybe 12, 13. I don't know how many players we've announced. Um, you can, one of you might be able to tell me there. Uh, I know Rich is probably on his computer there looking at how many <laughs> we've announced. Yeah, we've got that, or we've got Rico in the chat from Winners and Losers, too. I'm sure he's right announced. Now. We have 16 announced. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> we haven't announced him. We haven't announced him. We haven't announced him. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay. I think we have 19 signs, so maybe 16. Okay. Maybe we've announced 16. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. Okay. Yeah. And, I mean, you brought back plenty of high quality veterans you know you still have Irvin Parr you still have Bruno yeah. Rendon Marky Hernandez Inakwakwa Billy King Lalo Delgado Jackson Dietrich I mean the list goes on and on Breck Evans but looking at the players that you have signed coming in as a new player for Hillstorm which ones are you most excited for fans to watch and which one do you think has the most potential to go off the way that Trevor Amon and Arthur Rogers did so um I'm not going to pick out any one player. I'll go through all of them real quick. So, um, look, okay, if I can, I'm going to, I love talking about my team, right? Because when I signed them, I really, you know, I, I put a lot of attention into when I sign players and, uh, you know, not just the quality on the pitch, what they're like off the pitch and all that kind of stuff. So, um, for me, I believe we have the best goalkeeper in the league, right? That's my opinion. He got, uh, Listen, he got 12 clean sheets last year, uh, 12, 13 clean sheets last year. Uh, we can see the least amount of goals in the league. Um, and, uh, yeah, how we didn't win goalkeeper of the year, I'm not quite sure, but that's my opinion. Um, I'm sure some people out there share it. Um, I think he's proved it, but I think he'll continue to prove it. He's a winner and he wants to win. Uh, we have uh, Russell Shealy, who we signed um, as a, a another keeper to challenge Lalo. Um he was one that came on my radar through Kevin Sawchak, my old assistant coach, who was the assistant coach at Crown Legacy. And um, he, he he rang me straight away and said, listen, don't, don't know if you're looking for a goalkeeper, um, but if you are, he's somebody that will push Lalo all the way. Um, perhaps take Lalo's spot. That was his words. Um, but he hasn't worked with Lalo. Um, so I'm excited to work with Russell. The two of them will push each other. And I do believe that we are one of the, if not the strongest uh, in the league in that position my opinion um right back obviously bruno you mentioned him he's coming back um listen last year was a funny one because we had arthur rogers who was right back and defender of the year in 2022 um and then you had bruno who i knew bruno's strongest position was right back um and i tried uh i tried him further up the field on the right side to start the season um and i and arthur switched between positions um well, Bruno is the best right back in the league. It's I, it's not even a, for me. It's not even a deal. Um, that's again my opinion. I feel really strongly about that, and his ceiling is extremely high. He will just get better and better. Um, you need to remember he came to me really with no coaching at all in his background, um, and he developed really from from the very first day to to obviously the end of the season. Just positionally, his touch, everything about him developed. So, really excited to see how he is now a full right back. Um, a season um, for me the best right back in the league Lucky O'Para is a phenomenal left back um, even though he's perhaps a right back um, but he's, he played on the left uh, previously so we, we stuck him on the left last year and um, probably didn't see the best of him until um, kind of the summertime onwards um, it took him a while to adapt so he's coming back obviously for a full season and he'll be ready to go from day one so really excited to see him as well, so I think we're really strong in those areas. Uh, center back, look, we got Breck Evans, we got Johnny Fenwick, who we signed, and we announced uh, David Garcia, David Garcia, uh, pronounced his name right today as well. Um, I think they're I, I look, do we play a back, a back three? Do we two center backs, which is what I usually like to play, but we'll, we'll 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 have a look at that. But reason why I signed Johnny Fenwick was he came highly, highly, um. Uh, spoken of and, and regarded from um, Mark Briggs at Sacramento, who uh, would be a coach I'd be close with. Um, he rang me and said really good things about him. 
Um, Nemanja Vukovic used to be the assistant coach of Tulsa and he told me about him as well when he had him at Tulsa. So, um, And then he played with Lalo as well at Vegas. So, look, he's a leader. He, uh, I knew Rob Cornwall was going to leave and we needed that leadership um, presence at the back, somebody who was very, very vocal. Um, and, and, and I know that that's what Johnny Fenwick is going to bring. And, and listen, he wants to win a championship. I asked him why he wouldn't just stay in the USL championship. And he said, listen, I could, but I want to I try and win something, um, you know, um, as my career gets a little bit older. So um, excited to work with him. Um, look, I, I love Breck. So delighted to have Breck as well for another season. Um, phenomenal left-sided, left-footed centre-back. Um, and then... David uh, was somebody that, at the end of the year, he was a target for me from as soon as the season finished. Um, I, I, I had earmarked him as one of the best centre-backs in the league. Um, and he was just kind of new to the league as well. He really just had half a season in the league. But within that half a season, I um, from scouting North Carolina, we had played against him three times. And um, I just couldn't find any faults in his game. Uh, as a centre back, and um, he was calm on the ball, um, and uh, and and yeah, he he would um, defensively he was strong, and I did like I liked the idea of him getting up for set pieces as well. Um, you know, it's something that we're strong. We we put a lot of emphasis on set pieces. I don't think I think it's everybody in the league knows that nowadays. So um, listen, you know, I think uh, he he hurt us last year. I think three goals against us from set pieces. Um, so. Um, no, really excited to work with him. So really, I feel like any of those centre backs, um, a parent or, or the three of them will be uh, really, really strong. Um, we have Enoch Quackwa coming back, Jackson Dietrich, uh, Danny Robles. Um, we signed uh, Patrick Langlois. Um, I call him Paddy. Um, I, I don't think he minds that. Um, but um, he's from. So he's born in San Diego, but lived all his life in Australia. And um, we found him through an ex-player that we know that was playing in Australia for Newcastle Jets that played alongside him and um, said, look, he's an American passport. He's a no-brainer. I'd take him if, if I was coaching in the States. Um, Colin Falby tried to bring him to Sacramento for a couple of years when, when he was the assistant coach at Sacramento. And uh, he was contracted over in Australia, so it didn't happen. So, um, yeah, delighted that, look, we'll bring him on and he can play six or eight. So, um, you know, uh, he's somebody that I'm looking forward to working with. Um, then I'm trying to think, who do we have announced? And who? Marky Hernandez obviously is back. Listen, Marky Hernandez, he's super sub. I think he's the best sub ever in USL League One. Um, now, he's not going to like me saying this because I always challenged him last year. Um, I said, look, you have this little super sub um, name, tag, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it pisses him off. He hates being called super sub because he wants to play. And I know he's good enough to play. The problem with him was... Um, was injuries um, and fitness, and that dogged his career at Chattanooga. Um, so it was something that he really, really worked on from day one into preseason 2023. Um, and uh, and I thought again from the halfway point, kind of well, it started the season, but the halfway point on, especially he be he became it was almost it was like we have to play him. We can't. He's not just a super sub. Um, and and he ended up with really good numbers actually. Um, and he always he always has good numbers in terms of assists and goals. He always does from the wide position. So I look to him to add it uh, again more goals and, and assists to his name this year. Um, for me, Billy King's the best player in the league, best footballer in the league. Um, my opinion, how he didn't get in team of the year is an absolute joke. Um, it is an absolute joke. Um, I don't know what uh, I know it's it's voted by coaches and other technical staff. Um, but um no, I'll put my hat in that, uh, my head in the chopping block there. Um, absolute joke. Um, he is a, a phenomenally talented player. Um again, came in, struggled a little bit with the the travel, um, but then kind of uh, came into his own, um, and um, he, he picked up. Listen, I, I'll hold my hand up. He picked up an injury, uh, nothing major, but niggles towards the end of August. And I should have, looking back, I should have just pulled him out for two weeks. And um, and I think if I had done that, he would have probably came back uh, stronger for the playoffs because he, he wasn't he wasn't fully a hundred percent. But my my thinking, honestly, I, this is how much I rate him was. I'd rather, you know, have an 80% Billy King um, 
playing because he was just that he is that good. Um, and I'm hoping that we'll see again another level to his game this year. Um, now that he knows the league, um, and 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 will be ready to go from the start. Um, Real Gill is an exciting player that we announced. Um, Trinidad and Tobago international. So he was suggested to me. Looked at him, liked his profile. Um, then I watched him against them. Um, he played against the US national team. The second game of their two-legged uh, Gold Cup game, he played as a 10. Uh, now, he's a winger, but he can play as a 10. But I, I watched him in that game. I liked what I saw. And I uh, spoke to Noah Powder, who was obviously his teammate, and um, said really good things about him. Um, I know the switchbacks were looking at signing him. So um, I, I kind of, before they had a, a chance to kind of snap him up or decide, I kind of snapped him up and signed him. Because um, he does fit the bill in terms of what I'm looking for. He's he's dynamic, um, has good pace, uh, loves 1v1 wide play. Um, uh, but he does have decent end product. Um, you know, he, he can get on the end of things and score goals, uh, which again is something that, I hate wide play that ends in nothing. I hate it. It's it's one of my biggest pet peeves. Um, you look at some wide players and they look good, but at the end of the season, when you look at their statistics and their output, it's it's not good. Um, and I hate when people build them up and go, oh, he's a, he's a good player. And, and he's not because he's there to, to create and score. Um, and if he doesn't do that, well, I'm not sure what he's doing um in that wide forward position. So um, it's something that we need to add, obviously, with the loss of Trevor. So, I think Real Gil will give us that. Um, he's only 20 years of age and I'm excited to work with him and, and, and help, uh, again, coach and develop him. Um, and then who else do we have announced? Um, if you want to slip any players you haven't announced yet, feel free to. This is your this is your stage right here. I'm not going to announce them, but there's two forwards that we haven't announced. Um, oh, okay. Cool. Uh, do you know what? I take that back. There's three. Um, now... One of them, would you call him a forward or mm, it's up to you? Um, but the other two are definitely forwards. Um, so uh, let me think. Two of them, um, one of them you'll you'll have never heard of. Um, but you'll you, you know you'll 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 do your research and really excited, uh, really 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 excited to to get him on board. Uh, the other one you'll know. He's been around a long time. You'll know him. Um, and then the other one, um, yeah, yeah, you'll be familiar with them. Um, so they'll they'll definitely add these these three players will add a lot of quality in terms of those four positions. But um, I'll tell you, you know, one player that I'm uh, he's 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 familiar, but um, really really excited to see and um, could define how well we do this year um, is Irvin Para. Um, you know, if if you obviously take 2023 aside, obviously in 2022 he was our, our main man in terms of goals. Um and even at that, I, I said to him at the end of 2022, yeah, he did well. And I think he got maybe second team of the year or something like that. But he was, I don't know, maybe 11, 12 goals. He's much better than that. Um he knows himself he should be getting 15 plus. Um, because he can finish with his left foot, his right foot, his head. Um, he's a great strike on him. So um I was expecting, and I challenged him in 2023 to 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 have a higher output. And um, obviously, look, you never know what life's going to throw at you. Um, and and he came into preseason last year flying. I mean, he really did. Uh, it was like a a, a new energized Irvin. Um, and he 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 got. I think he got three goals in preseason before, obviously, the diagnosis. Um, and. Um, He's been out a year. We obviously, you know, everybody knows at this stage what's kind of happened. Um, he's been out obviously a long time, but he came in. Um, he, he was in and out of training. It was kind of whatever he how he felt um, as the year went on. And Irvin's a Irvin's a fantastic teammate. The guys love him. So even him just showing up and just being around the guys, the guys love it. Um, really fantastic teammate, and he is a really great leader. Um, and, and guys look up to him. Um, you know, even more so what he went through. Um, then he got back. Obviously, the, the, he he got um, he got the diagnosis that he was cancer free, which was phenomenal. Um, and I didn't expect to see him at all, to be honest, in terms of playing again um, competitively. Um, but he came back and trained. He he worked his balls off to be able to. To, you know, he was like, hey, coach, I'm fit. Coach, I'm ready. Um, listen, was he ready? Was he fit? No, he wasn't, but he felt he was. Um, and he'd done everything to convince me he was. So um, 
obviously it was it was a perfect ending to that 2023 season for him to get that last kind of league play goal um and what a scrappy goal it just it, it, it was actually perfect because it was everything that he went through this this last year um he he scrapped himself all the way to 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 honestly true he was a, a honestly a hero somebody to look up to how he kind of went through his chemotherapy um and it was the scrappiest goal ever but it just summed up the year that he had and finally he went in and the ball over the line and, and again finally he was cancer cancer free so um he is absolutely raring to go like i mean he is raring to go i've never seen a player so excited I mean, he is. He feels like he's just obviously he's wasted a year um, in in terms of playing. So he is absolutely raring to go. Um, he looks good. He looks fit. He's been working in the off season. Um, I have no doubt about you know the quality of the player um, and his ability. It was always just fitness wise and physically. Are you going to get back? That was it. Because um, mentally he's probably stronger than ever. Um, so he is. He's raring to go. I I watched the guys. Just a few guys up um, who've arrived into town and they were um, they were just kicking a ball around in the dome and they're doing some finishing left foot right foot and yeah, Irvin's Irvin will definitely be back and uh, I'll be looking to him. I will be challenging him to 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 get fifteen plus goals. Uh, he knows that. He knows that and and he's ready to he's ready to go. So um, I think he's one of those players that I feel like. Because he's been out for the last year, he's just going by everybody's radar. Um, and and maybe maybe they're maybe they're writing him off. Um, you know, because of what he's gone through. So, um, he's one that will absolutely go all out to prove everybody wrong and that he's back and uh, he'll he'll be back. So, really excited and looking forward to uh, an Irvin Power in twenty twenty four. That's exciting. That's awesome. So yeah, coach, we've got quite a bit of uh, of fan questions here. I know we're coming we're coming up on the hour mark, but I'll try to get through as many of these as we can. Um, so let's see. So this one also from Rico, which you'll know from Winter uh, Linners and Woozers. Uh, he would like to ask you which player do you think is going to go off this season, Northern Colorado or not, and have an extraordinary season. Mm. Um, okay. I mean, listen, this league is, it's, there's been some really interesting signings in the league. It really has. I mean, I feel like the league is every year just gets stronger and stronger. Um, and, and names, if you want to call bigger names, you know, but people who've stood out in, in higher leagues are, are, are coming to play USL League One. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's going to be an exciting 2024. I think, um, Look for me again. I'm not going to single out anybody. I mean, I, well, I, I just, I mean, I'm excited to see all my players. I'm excited to see a a full season of uh, fit of Lucky O'Para and Billy King and uh, Real Gill. But um, listen, Irvin Para, I mentioned him. I'm really excited to see Irvin Para 2024. I think he will. I mean, listen, he, he already has a background, but I think he will go off in 2024. I really do. Um, and then outside of Noco, um, listen, you, you can't not but speak about. Um, I guess Lexington and, and and what they're doing. Um, and listen, I'm going to say this. I don't. I don't really give a shit. I'm going to say it. Um, I'm not really stirring the pot. I'm just going to speak honesty. Um, their budget is outrageous this year. It's it's double. It's double a lot of teams. Um, it is outrageous. Um, and again, fair play to them. But. What they're doing is they're putting that target on their back, and there's going to be a lot of expecting expectancy um, from them this year. And I think recently, um, one of my my old mates put out the uh, power rankings and had Lexington as number one. And uh, listen, rightly so. I mean, the signings that they've made. Um, so Darren Powell, obviously, uh, he's gone all out, and um, I think obviously it's hard to not kind of look at that Cameron Lancaster signing and kind of look at it and go, whoa. Um, uh, and I say that because when I saw he was uh, leaving Louisville, I reached out to his agent and it was more of a dream and a hope that I could uh, convince him to come here um, and, and fill the boots of Trevor Amman um, because he's, he's a striker that uh, I've always, always liked watching. I've really, really loved watching him, um, you know, from, from my Indy 11 days when I left and Louisville just kind of went on this... Uh, this run in the USL Championship and, and and got a couple of stars to their name. Um, he was a driving force behind that, and uh, I loved I loved watching him. Um, 
as a striker um, and as a goal scorer. Um, so he rang his agent and uh, <laughs> his agent said, uh, he was I had a good chat. He was actually from Iran, believe it or not. And we were talking about um, the, the Iran derby and all this kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, he told me the salary that he was on. Uh, he says, yeah, if you want to pay that. <laughs> I mean, listen, it was... Um, and, and I, I'm not. I don't want to talk about anybody's salaries right like that. But we can't afford it. Simple. We can't afford it. Um. Um. But um. Yeah. Obviously raised eyebrows. I'm sure everybody else in the league and other coaches kind of when when they announced it last week. Um. And um. Yeah. They're, they're, we we opened against Louisville as a start. Um. Away start, to start the season, which is yeah. Look, one I'm looking forward to. Um. Obviously, but um. Yeah, I mean, when you when you spend that much money on a team, um, you're gonna have a lot of a lot of expectation on your back, and they absolutely are favourites to win it. Um, you know, maybe just like North Carolina last year when they kind of went out and, and and splashed as well. Um, because I lost out four players to North Carolina um, that I tried to sign, but they went to North Carolina, um, and and a couple of them was because of I just couldn't afford them. Um, so. Um, Again, I don't look. Do want to you know, talk about budgets? All the best. I don't care what anybody else's budget is. is. I just worry about mine uh, and what I can do and who I can bring in and, and try to create the best team. Um, and uh, but yeah, Louisville, Cameron Lancaster. Excited to see what what he can do. Not against us, but just see how he adapts to to USL League One um, and and see how uh, Darren and Lexington bring it all together because. You are expected to win the league. Everybody knows it and expects it. So we'll see. Yep. And this is actually a question that also comes from Rico. And it harkens back to a comment that you made earlier in the the interview where you mentioned when you were first transitioning to a head coach and you were seeing some of those services into the box and you were wishing that you could have been on the other end of that. If you were on the receiving end of those Arthur, Arthur Rogers services, do you think you'd be putting up Trevor Amon numbers? Do you think you'd be getting golden boot? Where would you wait? Ah, listen, I, <laughs> I don't know. All I know is, uh, all I know is that I would, as a striker, I would have enjoyed being on the end of those, um, those crosses. Listen, Arthur's a phenomenally talented player, um, right back, centre back, uh, centre mid. He he thinks his strongest position is centre back. Actually, um, I, I thought he was, you know, top level right back. Um, you know, um, and listen, he. He filled in at six as well uh, when needed. Um, no, look, he's a talented boy and he's really intelligent. I think that was the big part of his game is just his intelligence um, and uh, his love for the game. He's obsessed. He's soccer obsessed. Um, uh, and he just wants to learn and get better every day. So, um, yeah, we're going to miss his delivery. Um, of course we are. Um, he's been fantastic for me. Um, and... Look, delighted that um, he got a move that he was happy with and uh, I'm excited to see what he can do in the USL Championship with Tulsa because um, he's absolutely USL Championship quality. I mean, it's not even a, a question. Um, but, um, but yeah, I definitely would have got... Uh, I definitely would have got at least 10. Um, now, 28, I'm not sure. Um, to be fair to Trevor, like, you know, Trevor, he worked his balls off and... Um, he he, uh, he he was able to create goals by himself at times. Um, there was those moments. I mean, there was one. Uh, well, yeah, it was kind of just a ball over the top against Omaha when we were I think we were three one down or something like that. Um, it was the first time we played against Omaha and we lost three two. Um, I think Trevor got two goals. Uh, he was randomly. I mean, randomly or not, because he's not the tallest guy. He was just so good from corner kicks um trevor was he was just able to find the ball and find the space he knew where it was coming um and and i, I mean I, I got at least five i think from set pieces last year with just kind of finding that front post and glancing a header and i think that was the first goal he got against omaha and and then the other one was just it was just a ball over the top um i don't even think it was meant for him and you know, we chased it down and, and, and scored that second so he was able to create stuff by himself as well which he had the pace that i didn't so I don't know how many you would have got, but probably not 28, but more than 10. So somewhere between that. So I'll, uh, I'll take it away from soccer here for a second with uh, a question from Mushy Garcia, uh, Zach here in Omaha. Uh, he would like to know of your sweaters that you wear famously, do you have a mm -hmm. favorite brand? Uh, oh, a favorite brand for sure. Yeah. Aaron sweater. 
Aaron Sweater is my favorite brand. Um, yeah, yeah, they, they, they Small island, uh, Aran Islands. Um, well, they're the three islands um, off the coast of Galway, back home in Ireland. So they're famous for their Aran sweaters, woolly, uh, wool knitted sweaters. Um, so yeah. Um, now my favorite one, unfortunately, uh, um, actually got a replica of it when I was back in Ireland because I wore it um, in 2022 for the uh, U.S. Open Cup game against um, Real Salt Lake. Uh, I wore it and then. Um, we played Omaha after, so I actually I'm not blaming the loss on that, but I actually I didn't I you know I'm not the most I guess um, you know I I put it in the wash and I didn't know that you were meant to hand wash it, uh, and then I put it in the um, in the dryer. So when it came out, it shrunk, um, so I couldn't wear it against Omaha, and and I lost it. I actually gave it to my brother because he's a lot slimmer than me, so he has it now, but. Um, yeah, maybe that was the reason why we lost against Omaha. But anyway, Aaron Sweaters um, are, are my favorite for sure. So if anybody in the league wants to uh, put a curse on you, just put a blockade on Aaron Sweaters coming into the U.S. for you. Listen, I brought three back home with me from Ireland <laughs> or, um, recently, so I, I have enough to last me. And your brother plays professionally too, doesn't he? He did. He did. He 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 did when he back in Ireland. Then he went and got a. a a scholarship to play and do a master's in uh, Western University of Alabama. Um, and now he's actually, he's a coach. He coaches a U club down in Texas, uh, Lone Star U club. Um, he's a director down there. So he's doing really well in, in the coaching as well. Well, that's cool. Uh, so a follow-up question from Mushy Garcia. What have been your favorite challenges to overcome over the past two years? Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was off the field issues. Um, off the field issues, I think it's been, um, you know, obviously a brand new club and a brand new stadium and um, especially the first year, um, just kind of getting over those hurdles of, again, first year not having a home stadium. That, that was the hardest. For sure, that was the hardest. Um, you know, we, we went in UNC for four games. We went in CSU for four games, two colleges in Colorado. And then we finally got a high school for eight games. So, um, and it wasn't even ours. We had to borrow it. We couldn't train on it the day before a game. Um, so that was that was kind of the difficulty because I'm a, I'm a big believer in consistency, routine, um, you know, and, and we weren't able to do that uh, the first year. So that was definitely kind of the, the and there was loads of different things, um, you know, uh, in the first year, just but more like uh, operational things that uh, would affect the team, um, you know. Um, so I'll tell you a funny story um, if, if I can. I don't know how much longer we are, but anyway. So we went to Real Salt Lake, and uh, again, our biggest, the biggest game in our history. Uh, I mean, our small history. It was only what our fourth, fifth game, or something like that. But um, we showed up to the Real Salt Lake to the Salt Lake Airport, and uh, the bus didn't arrive. And um, there was an issue. Listen, I, I'm not going to blame anybody. There was an issue with with, with uh, reserving a bus. So we were told, listen, there's no bus. There's no bus coming. So we're all sat there in the airport, going, well, you know. The guys are looking at me as, as obviously their leader, and I'm thinking, oh, what are we going to do here? So we went upstairs to, um, I don't know, Budget or Hertz or one of those companies, and we rented four vans. And uh, they weren't even, like, new vans. They were, like, old-style vans. Um, and uh, and I tried to make a bit of, like, have a bit of crack with it, a bit of banter, a bit of fun with it, um, you know. Um, so we got in these four vans, got four players, or, well, myself and uh, one of the players and two other coaches to drive them. Anyway, the day of the game, we arrived into uh, up to the Real Salt Lake Stadium, a lovely stadium. Honestly, it was really nice. We arrived up, and uh, I was ahead of everybody in the vans, and I pulled up to to a steward outside, and I said, "Listen, where do we park?" Because I couldn't get to the front entrance, and uh, and he was like, "Yeah, just park in there, mate. It's um, it's just ten dollars, ten dollars on the way in." And I was like, ten dollars." I was like, uh, "No, we're the team." And I kind of then looked around at the four vans, and he goes, "You guys are the team." And I said, "Yeah, we're here to play." Uh, to play Real Salt Lake, and he was like, "Oh, okay, uh, yeah, just up there." So, um, yeah, I never forget that. That was a funny one. Um, but uh, like those little things happened in that first year um, that weren't ideal, but uh, we got through it and and we stuck together. And actually, it, it probably created a bit more camaraderie, um, if anything. So, um, yeah, that was definitely the the first year was difficult uh, to kind of get over those things and and keep the guys just focused on. Uh, on, on being professional and winning. Uh, so we've got a question here from somebody you may or may not know, Casey Katoski. 
uh, has a very serious question for you. Who is your favorite owner you've ever worked for and who has the best shoe collection out of all of those owners? I mean, I feel like I'm set up here. I feel like I have no choice <laughs> at all. Um, listen, I'm going to... Okay, the second part of that question is easy. Listen, I mean, Casey has an outrageous collection of shoes. I mean, to the point where Casey, um, he, he is a lovely brand new three or four bed house. Um, I don't know how many rooms are in the house, but I know because he showed me one of the bedrooms. It's not a bedroom anymore. It is a shoe room. Um, and it's not just a shoe room. They're like um, they're like in these like uh, see-through closets. I think he doesn't want air to get at them or dust or something like that. So um, no, he's, he's outrageously uh, into his shoe game. So 100% best shoe game Casey um in terms of the ownership look I'll be honest and I, people will be like ah, of course you're gonna say that Eamon um it's not listen Casey and Jeff first and foremost gave me the opportunity and believed in me and when listen I don't know how many coaches out there will 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 or sorry coach how many owners will will go after an ex-player and give him his first kind of head coaching gig um they did um Jeff being Casey's dad um you know and um no, the two of them have been phenomenal to me from day one. Honestly, uh, I, I really enjoy working with them. I work, I enjoy working for them. Um, I, it's not even for them. I work, we work together. Um, you know, and and uh, it's at times it's um, yeah, we we're all kind of singing the same, uh, off the same hymn sheet. Um, and two of them had baseball backgrounds. Um, Casey obviously was a high level baseball player. Um, and Jeff is was a again minor league baseball owner with with the Owls. Uh, in Orem before he came to Colorado. So um, it's funny, it, it's been really exciting um, uh, and I've enjoyed kind of uh, seeing their transition from baseball people to soccer people. Um, I don't know if they're fully transitioned, but they, you know, they've really kind of taken to, to soccer and um, really become uh, fans and supporters uh, not just owners. Um, I mean, Casey's at every single game, and, and and whenever Jeff's in town, he he obviously comes to the games. But Jeff rings me every Monday after a weekend game, and we have we have proper discussions. You know, it's not just you know you know an owner ringing you and you'll just appease them, and and it's like he really good insights onto the game and into the game. And um, no, they've been great. Really, really enjoyed working for them. Nice. Well, we tried to fit in every single fan question. We apologize for the fans if we did not get to your questions. But, Eamon, we want to send you a huge thank you for coming on the show tonight. This has been a really fun conversation. I have one question for you before we go. Let's go. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, here we go. Obviously, we have, what, Tormenta? You're working for Tormenta, Rich? Yeah. Yeah, congrats. That's new, thank isn't you. it? Yeah. Yeah, fair play to you. Okay. And then we obviously have an Omaha supporter. Uh, big news today. Fair play. It looks like potentially, potentially championship in 2016, 17, or we'll see. But anyway, yep, it doesn't matter. Same. Fantastic news. Um, it's great to obviously see clubs. Um, I mean, you want them to, to have their own stadium. So great news. Delighted when I saw that with Omaha. But um, I would like you guys to to put you on the spot. Give us your prediction for Hellstorm in 2024. Where do we finish? Ooh. Where do we finish in the league? Oh, Brian, you go first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, so I'm a huge fan of what you guys did last season. Um, and it looks like with the roster that you're building now, you're kind of echoing that same attack first and, and high press style. So for me, I, I put you guys as one of the top three teams in the league sitting right now. Rich. Oh, I, I want to say top three as well. Um, why not? Like championship or bust, right? Go for it. Absolutely. You have to, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'll take that. Listen, top, top three. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. Every top four. What is it? Eight, eight playoff teams. Uh, yeah. Eight this year, yep. Yeah. Top, top four is obviously the goal. You want to win it, but for, top four has to be the goal to, to host a playoff for everybody, I, I imagine. So I'll take it. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, and thank you for coming on too, coach. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah no, not at all. I've enjoyed it. And uh, maybe, yeah, maybe we'll do it again during the season. Um, oh, we'd love that. Anytime yeah. you want to come on the show, you have a, you know, you have a open, open invitation. Welcome, so yep. yeah, open invitation. Come on whenever you want. No, appreciate it, guys. And honestly, I mean, you guys are doing a really, I know 
Lee said it, and I actually really enjoyed the the conversation with Lee O'Neill. Um, you know, I, I know obviously there were some questions you probably wanted to ask and you, you perhaps couldn't. Uh, but look, Lee's doing a fantastic job in the USL League one. I really do. I think he's doing fantastically well, and it's a growing league, it's an exciting league. But uh I always listen to your guys' um conversations. Um wow, thank even you. the one with um Dom, um and Dom done like uh, what a job he did last year. Um, you know, again, fantastic coach, somebody that um yeah, absolutely respect um with the job he did. So enjoyed that interview too. So Fair play to you. Look forward yeah. to hearing more of them. That's awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you. We appreciate the yeah, we appreciate that encouragement there. Yeah. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in to another episode of League One on the Rocks. We will have another interview lined up for next week. So keep tuning in. We are still continuing on with this hot streak of no off season. So that 2024 season is right around the corner. Keep tuning in for more and we'll get you going. Thanks, Aaron.